it's becoming so important to say no to the distraction so that I can say yes to being in my own purpose. Myself, my family, my team, my community need to be at the absolute center of what I say yes to. And there needs to be a hold of no to, to some other things, which, which is, it's like a muscle you have to flex. I think, uh, Serena, you have to learn. You have to be a, a beginner. And as my children who are in uh, early grades of school, they, they talk about going through the learning pit where it's very difficult at the start and you're like, you're struggling through the pit, but then you come out the other side as you grow some skill. I think the same applies with managing your own energy, having your own rituals and learning how to say no to some things which really do challenge your own energy. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you think those are the key points that made your company one of the best place to work? I've had a whole lot of luck and fortune in my life and career. So I'm not going to say that I've got all the answers, but I can say that building a routine and a ritual and a system around the culture that we were creating at the Physio Co has been a really important Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm on the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Sabrina. Welcome to another episode of the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. And today we have the honor of having Tristan White here with us. And he is the founder and CEO of the Physio Company, a unique healthcare business that not only ranked number one on BRW's list of Australia's 50 best places to work, but has made that list for 11 consecutive years. Tristan believes we spend such a huge part of our lives working that we have to find a way to enjoy it. Of course, right? Tristan is passionate about sharing what he's learned through his blog and podcast, as well as through speaking opportunities at conferences and corporate events around the globe. His book, Culture is Everything. Tristan shares his system for building a great place to work, and he's here to share some of those steps with you today. Welcome. Sabrina, thank you. It's really nice to be here with you on your podcast. Thanks. Actually, for our listeners, a little bit of background, we even talk about this before hopping on here, is that both of us were in the same group for public speakers. And then we just happen to be like, hey, let's just connect because it seems like we have common interest. And Tristan also jumped into my last virtual summit for healthcare professionals because in a way, all of us can support each other because we all have different geniuses. And I'm so glad that he's here to share his geniuses with you. 
Sabrina, it's, uh, that story is so true and it was great to connect with you. And because I think all of us uh, healthcare professionals, we are good communicators. We have to be good communicators. We do it on a one-to-one basis every day of our lives with our clients and our clients' families and our colleagues. But to take it to the next level and that public speaking class that we're in or course that we're in together and then to do it in places like on podcasts takes a brave amount of courage, but it's also a great next step to, uh, to share what we've learned from being healthcare professionals as well. So yeah, wonderful, wonderful to be here with you. Thank you. And would you like to share a little bit about yourself more than what I can share with the audiences? Uh, absolutely. So, so important part of my story, Sabrina, is that I'm a physical therapist or as we call them down here in Australia, it is a physiotherapist, physiotherapist here, physical therapist in in the States. But uh, the, the same concept is that physical therapist by training, I had an initial start to my career, initial dream in my career that I hoped that I would finish college, I would work in a large teaching hospital environment for a few years, I'd be, build the foundations of my physiotherapy degree in career, and I'd move on to being a physiotherapist in a very typical direction, that is sports and elite sports is certainly where I hoped to be sort of 10 years down the road from my initial graduating as a physical therapist. And Sabrina, I had a very early head versus heart challenge in my career. And that is that at the end of my degree, my head told me that I was heading in the right direction. And my heart said, oh, Tristan, I'm I'm not sure that you're going to love and thrive in a large teaching hospital type environment. I'm, I'm not sure that's necessarily for you, but my head's saying, well, that's where you got to go. That's where physical therapists go to learn their skills. So I had this early challenge. I chose to follow my heart more than my head. And I started a career in private practice physiotherapy, working with private clients in a, in a growing clinic in Australia. And not too far into that uh, part of my career, Sabrina, I had another head versus heart challenge. I was still trying to figure a lot of things out in my early part of my career. And through some hard work and reflecting and considering what I thought my life would ideally look like in the future, I decided that working with elite junior sports people at the time, helping them to run faster, jump higher, tackle harder was a very noble cause, but it wasn't necessarily for me. And I had another turn in the road, and that is that I realized that my heart was happiest and I felt like I could do the most with my physiotherapy skills by working with older people. And uh, Sabrina, I started a one person, it was just me, small. I built a little, firstly, a job for myself, working in a number of aged care homes or nursing homes, helping older people to stay mobile, safe and happy. And over a period of time, I had more work than I could handle. So I started employing some other physiotherapists. And that is the foundations of the PhysioCo, which has grown into a much larger organization over the last 15 years. But we still do exactly what made me happy in the first place. And that's working with older people who are in a frail time of their life, but we can help them be as mobile, safe and happy as we possibly can. And and so that's sort of the physical physical therapy story from my end, uh, Sabrina. I think that's really awesome where you follow your heart. A lot of time we always follow our logical head and thinking this is what we calculated and we know this potential result that we can have. So it feels safe. And that's why we're going for that teaching hospital because they have a better, stronger background, right? They're being around a lot longer and we can always default and ask someone else if we come up with issue versus branching out is such a daring and encouraging and inspirational thing for you to show that it can be done. And you've grown that physical company into something that's highly ranked for 11 years. That's amazing. 
So how were you able to do that and to pivot from knowing, hey, you know, sports, people have high demand, they got hurt a lot, right? And then probably higher pay to truly understand who you wanted to work with, right? That key thing was a lot of entrepreneurs and it's who do you want to work with to get that best result? And you found that. How did you come up with that? Sabrina, it was a difficult time in my career when I did, did that, make those early changes. And I, look, I was a 24-year-old, recently graduated physical therapist, and I had told anyone that would listen that I was headed to the more sexy elite end of, of our profession, being with sports people. And I was quite anxious and shy and, and probably embarrassed about some people think of working with elderly people as more of the ugly duckling part of the health world compared from the outside looking in the more elite sports side of things. So that was a big challenge for me. Someone put this into words for me ever so recently, um, Sabrina, but relationships are the ultimate currency is the piece of advice that I heard recently. And I think I, applying that to my life at that point in time was that I, I really cherished the relationships that I had with my clients and with the families of my clients that I was working with way back at the start of the Physio Co. And I think that just being confident to connect and give our all as healthcare professionals to our clients, uh, it, no matter whether it's in a large, dare I say it, safe environment in terms of a safe career option, it is a teaching hospital or a much more risky option of finding your own place in the world, wherever that may be. But I think there is actual safety and connection by the relationships that we develop. And I think that that's something that really did help me as I made this early pivot and transition was that I leaned into building relationships and really giving as much of myself as I could. And I probably didn't know as much in those days, Sabrina, about taking care of myself and, and of self-care and the like, because I think that's many of us healthcare professionals, especially early in our careers, we don't necessarily have those skills or awareness. And um, I was fortunate. I was young. I had a lot of time and or energy to be able to, to give. But as time progresses, I think we really understand the importance of leading ourselves first so that then we can lead other people as well. So that was part of the story there, Sabrina. I think you hit it right on the head is that one thing is relationship, it's gold. And it's not just about that one person, it's about the family. It's about the multiple people that become what I call then the walking ambassadors, right? You have an army of them. And that's the law of having connection, having that whole amount of heart to heart serving. And then you also brought up a good point. We were even talking about this before the show that I had a similar experience when years ago where surgery just back to back, right? You're at on. Okay, let's just go, right? Like double book ourselves. And like, maybe I have two OR rooms. We can do anything, right? Like you feel like when you're younger, time is limitless and somehow your energy is limitless until we get into the new routine and our body couldn't even handle that. And we're just going to push a little bit more and more and more until what you're going to drain your tank empty. So it doesn't make sense. I'm glad that you also saw that and for both yourself and for the population that you truly connected with. And I think that's awesome. Well, Sabrina, I'm so pleased that you connect with the idea. And I think that what I've learned is that routine sets you free. And by having our own personal rituals, 
around the way we lead ourselves and, and manage ourselves, then we actually can be freer to serve others in a more sustainable, long-term way by having our own personal rituals and routines, which help us to, to manage our own physical and emotional health, as well as our lives, which we need to have. Work needs to be an important part of our lives. It can't be our entire lives. And I think that's a, a challenge that many people do struggle with. But knowing your, your own personal values, knowing where you're headed with your career and what your work part of your life, where it's headed, and also then having your personal rituals, which enables you to commit to your work, but also to recharge and reset from a personal perspective. That's from my end, there's some of the things that have been really helpful for me, Sabrina. Yeah, that's so true. And similar to what most people ask me, Sabrina, I don't understand how you can maintain your job and then still do all this stuff, right? Just like you. And then I always say, you know, there's no such thing as balance. It's very difficult if you're solely seeking balance because we can't technically put everything on a balance being and seeing the exactly the same. But what we can achieve for satisfaction and fulfillment in life is creating harmony and then be able to tap into these key components of life, right? You mentioned having a routine. And so if you have the routine, then you predetermine your steps and you already know where your value lies. So anything that comes to you that do not align with your value proposition or do not align with how you see your life and creating that routine, that should be easy to know. And we shouldn't need it to feel like we have to add on just another thing to feel good about ourselves or just to feel important. So true. So true, um, Sabrina. And the concept of saying no to something or anything was scary as hell for me uh, in the early days. But I think now it's becoming so important to say no to the distraction so that I can say yes to being in my own purpose. Myself, my family, my team, my community need to be at the absolute center of what I say yes to. And there needs to be a whole lot of no to, to some other things, which, which is, it's like a muscle you have to flex. I think, uh, Sabrina, you have to learn. You have to be a, a beginner. And as my children who are in uh, early grades of school, they, they talk about going through the learning pit where it's very difficult at the start and you're like, you're struggling through the pit, but then you come out the other side as you grow some skill. I think the same applies with managing your own energy, having your own rituals and learning how to say no to some things which really do challenge your own energy. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you think those are the key points that made your company one of the best place to work? I've had a whole lot of luck and fortune in my life and career. So I'm not going to say that I've got all the answers, but I can say that building a routine and a ritual and a system around the culture that we were creating at the PhysioCo has been a really important place for us. And so at the PhysioCo, as we started growing our team and we, we started getting recognized as one of Australia's best places to work, people started asking me, how do you do it, Tristan? How do you build a great place to work? And my response for a start, Sabrina, was long and wordy and hard to follow. It made sense to me, but it really wasn't clear to anyone else because I was too close to it. I had a closeness problem like we often do. And so then I started documenting or writing down what are the things that we do over and over again that are the foundations of what we do at the PhysioCo, which might, if I share that, then maybe that would be more helpful to other people. And Sabrina, that 19-step checklist is the 19 steps that I believe are needed to build a great place to work, became the foundations. 19 steps is too long. So then it got summarized into the four parts of creating a, a strong culture. And you mentioned at the start, I've written a book called Culture is Everything. And Culture is Everything is both the story of the PhysioCo, the startup story and how we grew to become a great place to work, but it also outlines those four 
steps, which are the foundational rituals, if you will, of building a great place to work based upon a strong culture. And I'd encourage people who are interested in building a strong team, either at home, at work, in their community, to consider it because it's a, it's a model that can be tailored and, and flexed to tailor the environment that you're working in. Yeah, perfect. Do you mind give us a brief description of the four steps? Of course, of course. So Sabrina, the four steps are firstly, discover the core. And I think it's really important that organizations and teams understand their cause or their their purpose. And so the first part, discover the core has got understanding a clear core purpose and the physio co exists to help seniors stay mobile, safe and happy. A very clear purpose that we exist to help senior people. And then the second part of Discover the Core is a set of core values. I think we need between three and five core values, which are really like guiding principles to really guide us in the decisions we make, the people we attract, and the way we do things. So Discover the Core is the first part, Sabrina. Secondly is Document the Future. Now, it's very difficult to gaze into a crystal ball and know exactly what's going to happen in the future. By the same token, I think it's much easier to gather momentum and to continue to turn up and to serve and to attract other people to join you on that journey if you have documented where you are headed and the direction you're going. So there there are a couple of steps in, in the document the future, but firstly, discover the core. Secondly, document the future. Thirdly, And this is, I think, the most important, and that is execute relentlessly. And that is that if you've got your own system of you only select people that live your core purpose and live your core values and are aligned to where you're headed, then you're darn well better make sure you only select people who do align. If we do accept anyone because they are a great physical therapist in my uh, instance or surgeon in your background, if you only focus on their competence, um, that being their technical skills, but not the character as to how they fit with the the team, then I think that you'll strike trouble. So execute relentlessly is the third part. And lastly, Sabrina, I think it's so important that we're leaders and we're people that catch people doing something right. And so based upon that, the fourth part of the system is called show more love and making sure that we do uh, show our gratitude and our love in a regular, systemized way, not not a contrived way, but making sure we are leaders who catch people doing something right is so very important. If we're not careful, we only mention things when they're not going right. And that's not a very uh, promising sort of environment. So discover the core, document the future, execute relentlessly and show more love for the four parts of the system. Yeah, that's so awesome. And, and if you think about it, all of us have something that we can hold truth and dare and believe in, right? And then if we, we can combine that as a company, as an organization, as a team, and then of course that becomes such a gelled together. Instead of individual holding different value, now we have the same value and that synergy, right? That's compounding effect. So amazing. And then the second one, writing down that future. And we all know when you spoke out loud about the future, it's tend to become true because our mind is those thought factories, right? And if we repeatedly saying what we want, our mind, our subconsciousness will take the actions to do to align us to that future. And that comes right into Tristan's third step about commitment, having the right people that believe what you believe in and building a system and seeing that future, then taking every step to truly commit to make it true. And I think for me, I I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And something that I also show other people is that when you have a future, You also wanted to do a visualization of how good that will feel when you get to that point. 
a lot of people think about future, dream big, right? And there's such a giggly, exciting feeling. And they procrastinate because that excitement only lasts so long. If you actually tie it to that emotion, because we drive ourselves, our action by that emotion and keep triggering and rehearsing that emotion of getting to the end, then it's easier for us to commit to things. And then the last thing is also so good. Right? We are, I think, we're high performers, we're ambitious. So we put ourselves into such a high standard. Sometimes we don't even reward ourselves. And then it takes someone else to say, hey, you did a really good job. And it doesn't have to be 100% what you hoped, but it still can be something truly recognizable. Sabrina, it's so true. So true. It's, um, and I think that if, if anyone is starting from scratch on this idea of building a strong team culture and, and the like, I'd encourage I'd, two things. One is to consider that whatever organization they're part of, Sabrina, if it, let's say it is a large teaching type hospital or large organization where I've learned and many people have learned from uh, the concept of Jim Collins. He wrote a book called Good to Great and Good to Great talked about organizations that did transition from good organizations to great organizations. And he described it as having the right people on the bus. And the thing is, Sabrina, a large teaching hospital in some ways is a bit like a huge coach that's sort of powering down the highway. And it's very difficult to, to realize how you can contribute and how you can influence a, a large coach or a large bus as an organization. But if we think of it as the team you work in, a bit like a minibus, a smaller group of people that you work with and that you might work in your department or your ward, whatever the team may be, and then you can create that little minibus into a pocket of greatness, then I think that's the way that we start by by influencing the people around us in that essence. And so I encourage people, one, to think is what is the smallest sphere of influence that we can have to create a better place to work? And secondly, I'd point people towards the fourth of those four steps I spoke about, which is show more love, because show more love to both yourself and others is a great starting point to start getting some momentum around creating that pocket of greatness or that fun, engaging minibus that's on a journey to, uh, to doing something fun in the world, but also useful and purposeful as well, Sabrina. So it's a big concept, but if we can try and make it into an actionable concept. And Sabrina, we're on your podcast, which is a wonderful show. I'm so grateful to be here. I do want to mention that Think Big Act small is a concept that I dearly believe in because we think big and you talk about giggling away around the future and I'm I'm with you. We should daydream, no question, but we've got to take action and act small is the little steps that that I think is really important. So I think that's an important way to sort of bring this together for our listeners there, um, Sabrina. Yeah, perfect. Perfect thing to wrap up everything into one. And then definitely people go subscribe to Think Big and Act Small. And the podcast itself is going to give you a lot of value. And if you guys have heard me mentioning, Darren Hardy has the book, The Compound Effect. It's exactly what Christian is saying, is that we have to take these smaller steps. And then those, just like money, it compound into something greater and bigger. And that goes by your time, your knowledge. When you're in a team, your one tiny little step plus someone else's will create a bigger ripple effect than if you're just doing it all by yourself. And with his reference about coach, if you think about breaking it down, something that big concept, that big bus into smaller cars, and these cars all carry their own load, but with the same goal as the big bus, then of course, things can go faster and I move much easier through traffic. 
Entirely, entirely, yeah, Sabrina. You've, you've communicated that ever so beautifully. It's um, well done. That, that is a, a very clear picture. Awesome. And before we wrap up, do you have any last thoughts you wanted to tell our listeners that we haven't mentioned during our time together? I just encourage, I, I want to thank you for having me on your show. And I want to thank you for the great work that you're doing to inspire healthcare professionals like myself. And I'd encourage people to realize that to lead a life of greatness, a passionate life, and hopefully a life that involves work, which is meaningful and important part of your life, make sure you're taking care of yourself first. I think that um, we have to be leaders that lead ourselves first, and then we move forth to leading other people. So I encourage people to do that. And if people want to take action, yes, the, the podcast, Think Big, Act Small podcast is the weekly podcast that I interview some healthcare professionals and also some non-healthcare professionals, because I think it's important that we do learn from both inside our industry and from other places as well. So they're my final thoughts for you there, Sabrina. Thank you so much. And to anybody who might want to contact you personally, how do they find you? My home on the web is tristanwhite.com.au. I am down here in Australia, so we do need that .au on the end. By the same token, I try and be in most places. So you can find me on LinkedIn, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram. There are many places, but tristanwhite.com.au and or the Think Big, Act Small podcast. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time spending with us and helping our healthcare professionals to empower themselves through our small team base into that big organization and then come back to ourselves. I think one of the things I always say is we have to say no to almost everything. Then we can say heck yes to the only things that truly matter. So thanks everyone for joining us. Have a good day. All right, my friend. How did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more question on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash powerful passionate, where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.